We've got another caller update for you guys today, but before we get to that, let's listen to a brief recap of the initial call that we've put together for you, followed by the voicemail message to update us on the current status. Enjoy. So two months ago, I moved from Denver to Portland, and when I was in Denver, I was dating a guy for almost two years, and when I found out I was leaving, we decided together not to do long distance because it sucks and decided to just stay in touch as friends. Then he asked if he can come visit me over Halloween weekend and wants to come stay with me. But the problem is, is that like, since I came to Portland, I started Tinder dating. And recently I've started dating this one guy. So my question is, do I need to be like upfront with my ex about my dating? Cause we haven't talked about it. Or can I just like let this all ride itself out? I think it'd be a you know, appropriate for you to tell him, you know, you have been seeing other people. Over text or on the on the phone? I th- I think over text. Is that cruel and cold of me? I'm, I'm not a fan of the texting. I know, but, sensitive but here's the thing. Information. You know why? Because where does the comma go? Where does the period go? True. Where does the exclamation mark? Yes. And that always means something different to right. somebody else. Right. But I don't know if... I, I don't want Holly to feel manipulated. Like winding up at like a you know three hour conversation with like a wasted dude um, no offense Holly to your ex <laughs> at like one in the morning <laughs> and he's like why can't I she, just why can't she do at, it like at three like in the afternoon Brian, why does it have to be one in the morning when he's, he's wasted he won't be able to call her back <laughs> until he's wasted <laughs> after the bar I feel a little bit like, Holly, you probably know the answer already, but you like this guy so much as a like a best friend now that you're just afraid to hurt him in general because he is yeah. a best friend. And that's the guilt thing. Right. I don't know what's easier because you're not saying that you don't want to be with him because you met somebody else. The sooner this guy finds out that you're dating someone else and that you're happy, the easier it's going to be for him to finally let go and start to let go because otherwise he'll always think that he has a chance. He's going to always try and figure out a way to visit or he's going to say, hey, I'm going to be in Portland for some business meeting. Let's grab. You, know, you don't want to get into those weird, he's awkward not going situations. For a business meeting. Listen, I don't. You're right. <laughs> he's not gonna, but you know what I'm trying to say. The, the, you know, the Band-Aid needs to be pulled off sooner than later, or otherwise it's going to get more and more awkward. I would tell him you're dating other people, but before that, I wouldn't jump to respond to his texts. Give him some subtle signals that, that, you're, that you're distancing yourself. Then should I even, like, let him come out to visit, though? Because he's, like, waiting on me to tell him, like, to buy a plane ticket or not. No. And she needs to tell him soon. No, he can't fly over yeah. to see you. It's going to get yeah. really weird. Unless he knows when he's coming that it's because you guys are friends and not because he's coming to try and win. But why would you why, do that to him? And why does he like you know, Halloween? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Hey, Anna and Sim. It's Holly from the Constant Simmer episode. Uh, you all had some really great advice about how I just needed to be really upfront with him um, about my feelings and my situation uh, and that I should just really rip the Band-Aid off. Um, and I did. Um, there was definitely some pushback from him in the beginning where he was kind of saying, oh no, but there is no issue and we are just friends, um, but I just kind of tried to stay strong in how I was feeling, um, expressing that I didn't feel like it, we were in a healthy situation, um, and it definitely blew up a little bit, um, where we got into a really big fight because of it, um, and we ended up not talking for months, um, which was okay. I mean, I think we both needed to realize that we were using each other as a crutch, um, and it was kind of an unhealthy situation. Um, but it kind of worked out in the end that just in the few uh, last weeks, we were able to reconnect, um, and we've kind of been slowly, finally working on um, our friendship um, and kind of being in a more honest place with each other, which is really good. Um, the listener feedback that I got was also really helpful, um, after the fact that it definitely made me kind of reflect on my own lack of ownership and the kind of confusion of the relationship that I was creating. It definitely wasn't just on him to come to this conclusion. I definitely needed to be more honest with myself and with him. So that was really great. Um, so overall, I think that, um, this was a really good step for me. I'm super enjoying my life in Portland. I'm having a great time. Uh, and I really appreciate all of your all's advice. Thank you all so much. 
Kelsey. Hi. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, how are Kelsey. you? Hi. Hi. Hi, Anna. Hi, Sam. And we're um, we are conferenced in with Catherine McPhee, who is in London. Hi. Oh, cool. Oh, that's a nice reaction. Thanks. I've been listening to you guys forever. I love you guys. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. And thank you for submitting the question. Oh, thank you so much. It's so so nice to talk with you. And thank you very much for for asking our unqualified advice. Kelsey, tell us what's going on (laughs) with uh, your boyfriend and the situation with his sister. Tell us the whole story. All right. So I've been dating my boyfriend for a little over six years now. And like any regular relationship, we've had our ups and downs. But we plan on, you know, getting engaged, married, having kids, etc. He gets he gets along awesome with my family and vice versa. I get along great with his, except for his sister. Um, So we're both 27 and she's 25 and she lives in another state. but when she's home, she makes life a nightmare. Like when she comes home for the holidays, I essentially have pretty much like avoid being at his house. If I'm at a holiday, like with his family, even though, like I said, I have a great relationship with everybody. But when she's there, I have gotten to the point where I don't really talk that much anymore. And I don't even really drink that much anymore either while I'm there because Anytime either I say something or my boyfriend says something, she has like some nasty, just like comment to make under her breath. Um, Like we went on vacation with his family that his parents invited me to go on with them. And she asked me to step out of the picture and take the picture for the family because I'm not a part of the family and I should be the one taking the photo. Um, So that was pretty. Yeah, that was kind of wild and then Christmas happened and we had a great Christmas Eve at his family him and I left a little early to finish up Christmas present wrapping and when we went back to his family home where his parents and his sister was staying just for the holiday and upon her even thinking that I was possibly going to spend the night there which literally would have consisted of me falling asleep waking up really early in the morning and going back to my house she had a temper tantrum walking up the stairs that literally was like a three-year-old temper tantrum of screaming, crying, swearing, and stomping up the stairs. Well, so I'm just like, how do I, how am I supposed to attempt to build a relationship with somebody when they act in such an inappropriate manner are, are your is your is your um your boyfriend and are they are they close as siblings and are there other siblings no no they're not close they're not close and there aren't any other siblings no um no it's just the two of them. well that this is good news then and she lives in another state is she is she employed and in a relationship yes Yeah, well, she doesn't have a relationship, but she makes great money. She works for finance, for a financial firm in um, in New York. Like, she does great for how old she is. She makes probably triple the amount of money that her and I, that him and I both do. And um, your your boyfriend's parents, are they seeing the situation? they see the situation and like after the whole thing happened on Christmas, like his mom walked up the stairs immediately afterwards and looked at me and was, and we had no idea why she would act was acting in this way either. We were sitting there and then all of a sudden heard stomping up the stairs and then found out after she slammed the door in her room that she was crying because I might be staying over. Um, His mom immediately came over to me and was just like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. My child is such a bitch, Kelsey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, at least mm. that's of comfort. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. comforting knowing that everybody knows that she's crazy, but then it's just uncomfortable because like I understand like at the end of the day, she is family and right. this is his sister. Like she's not going to go anywhere, but at the same time it's like I'm also not going anywhere either. So it's it's just hard because like I, right. I've tried really hard having like nice conversations with her and asking how she's doing and and all that, but she just wants nothing. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What, what, what? So when you first met her like six years ago, was she ever nice to you or was she always kind of like edgy with you? Or with people in general? She would be like more friendly. I mean, she definitely has like an edgy kind of like bitchy mm-hmm. personality. Like she's not yeah. the most like warm person on the planet. Like that's for sure. Huh. But but so curious what what her so, happiness stems from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like because she's very lonely and like she works in a very like high stress environment, which I understand, but I mean, we all have stress that we deal with and it's just the way right. that she acts towards me and I don't know if she's just jealous that like her brother has happiness and she doesn't or that he's not lonely and she is. I mean, her, the mom says that she thinks it's all just from jealousy and that she wants like what we have or whatever, just having a relationship and everything. But I think it's great. Does nobody try to talk to her about this stuff? They like have, they've like tried, but not in a, I feel like it hasn't happened like in a very firm way. And I mean, my friends listen to this for so long and they're just like, tell us like at some point, I feel like you kind of just have to be like, what the frig is your problem with me? But I'm not a confrontational person. Hence the reason why this has gone on. I feel like for so long, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I should be the bigger person per usual and like snag her one time and grab coffee with her and just talk to her directly and be like, what is wrong with you? And what, why don't you like Mm me? Or if I just accept this role and keep tiptoeing around this silly situation. And so, and have you had, um, I'm sure you've had a lot of conversations with your boyfriend about it. Have you had conversations with his parents about it? I have a little bit with his mom because his dad is very, very quiet and reserved. He, like, she, I don't know. His sister just has a, has a way with words towards his father. Um, so it sounds like. But, like, I've had conversations. Sorry, go so, ahead. No, no, well, to me, Kelsey, it sounds like she may have, like, it sounds like her, you know, everyone's a little bit scared of her, which is, I think, of comfort, because then it's, it's while she focuses her aggression um, towards you, that uh, this may have been, you know, a, a, her pattern growing up, and mm-hmm. and she's the youngest, and this, this is whatever, how she got attention and this is her her pattern of of behavior and you are the the focus of of that when she comes home because because she's missing something in her life and feels the need to be aggressive and and hurtful towards you um Mm -hmm. I, i think um you know it it's sort of a different discussion about wedding stuff. If that, you know, when, when that sort of that, that road, I, I don't think you, you need yeah. to, to worry too much about, um, about that at this moment, but I would lean mm-hmm. on, I would lean on, uh, your, um, the, your boyfriend's mom. You know, I, I would just say like, you know, I love, I love your family so much and I, and I want to be close. Um, and to to everybody and um and because she will she will just appreciate especially with two kids that are yeah. out of the house you know like parents get that mm-hmm. thing where they d- don't feel needed anymore and so it's very yeah. it, it it would 
it would, you know, bond you guys um, even more that if, if you ask for her advice and counsel on things. And then and then when that like shit happens, mm-hmm. when she's like, get out of the picture or whatever, like you you can you have the comfort of knowing that your your boyfriend's mom and your boyfriend like they they see it they can clock it and um hopefully do something about it at some point but um but it sounds like you really love your boyfriend and it's great news that she lives in another state and you don't have to deal with it too too frequently i don't know if it sounds like she wants to be confrontational with you so i don't know if taking her to coffee and saying like what's your problem with me and how can we fix it i I just don't know if that's um the right avenue because it sounds like she might be the kind of person who's like listen fucking bitch like that's why i hate you or whatever like <laughs> like like give like opening the door for her to explode and then you're just like oh god where the fuck is my chai latte yeah. um <laughs> but um so yeah I, it's- <laughs> yeah no i i uh, yes i i get it and um but i think uh, that would be my advice is to talk to your boyfriend's mom and, you know, maybe like take her out for a glass of wine and just say like, what, like, what do I like, how do I, like, I, yeah. I feel like your you know, your daughter like ha- has a grudge against me and, and I love your family so much and how, like, have you witnessed this and, and also what can, what can I do? And I, and I would love your advice, you know, and I th- I think that that will, mm-hmm hopefully um at least make her very aware that it's bothering you um i'm because i'm sure that your boyfriend is probably like i don't know what to do like he he feels like he's in the middle of things um and uh and to don't don't you guys i i agree with you uh my advice if that doesn't work which i don't know if it'll work maybe Mm -hmm. eventually but my advice to you is uh that unfortunately this is i don't think she's ever going to change and I also am happy that you live enough far enough away where you're only going to see her a handful of times a year. And during those times, mm-hmm. just eventually just learn to disengage and just walk away, have a couple glasses okay. of wine and and just understand that she is who she is. And it's going to be like that for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future. And, you know, I know, Kelsey, mm-hmm. it's, it's so fucking hard to be the bigger person. And I think it's really impressive that you've done it. Um, and but know that. The, the sad thing is, is that she's clearly, she's coming from a place of personal misery and, mm-hmm. and sadly you are, you know, the, the target of that, but what, whatever's manifesting, whatever's going on with her, probably in New York, mm-hmm. there's the equivalent of you for her. There's probably mm-hmm. some poor person. Hey, person in New York, <laughs> I'm really sorry for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's some like receptionist at some office that's like why the fuck does this bitch hate me um <laughs> but uh anyway so. Catherine do you want to add anything yeah I mean I was just gonna say that it sounds like there's just some personal misery like you said that that's just sort of out of your hands and to 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 not add more stress to your life, you know, not engaging mm-hmm. is, you know, as much as it may still like boil your blood to have someone behave like that. And also, you know, it's probably frustrating to be, you know, with someone and, and a family that you really do like them, but that they don't necessarily like take action and um, yeah, don't do something to actually, you know, change the the dynamic and the behavior of somebody, you know, or at least <laughs> initiate something. That's probably pretty frustrating. But, you know, again, it's like you're you are and will be part of the family, but it's it's not your your personal job to fix her. And so it's better for you just to try and keep True. the peace. I think that's amazing advice on a like to go to, you know, your potential future mother in law and just say, Listen, I I really hope I can help you know, keep the family ties tight. And I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. That seems to be upsetting her, but you know, I just, I really want everyone to get along, you know, it it, it is hard. It's hard being like the bigger person. Yeah, It is. It is. Yeah. It's it's, it's like, yeah, 
But you know, that's but it's like, always the right thing to do. It's the long game, you okay. know, it's like the long game to achieving yeah. your goals. It's like, you know, um, I don't know, like if, if thinking about what you want in your, in your own life and how to achieve your like optimum level of happiness, um, is, yeah. is unfortunately being generous in moments when you really don't fucking want to be. And then you call us and you can tell us what other bitchy things And I was going to say, too, as long as your, you know, your boyfriend makes you feel supported and, like, emotionally supported and not being abused by whatever situation that you sometimes find yourself mm-hmm. in during the holidays or whatever, you know, that he makes you feel like you're heard and understood and that, you know, you're not just sort of, like, out yeah. there on your own. People become miserable. Right. No, he definitely <clears throat> does. He does a good job of that's, acknowledging that's great. that. But, mm-hmm. You have but, to sort of just like stand in that. Yeah, exactly. With that, that positivity. With, with yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, and pe- people become people become miserable through. I mean, at least these are like first world problems, I suppose. People become miserable through things like hunger, <laughs> but but mo- <laughs> but, pe- but people become miserable through jealousy and comparison, and then they get mm-hmm. consumed by that, and. It sounds like this is the case and whether or not it's uh, jealousy of you or, or or her loneliness or whatever the, you know, um, whatever the deal that's going on with her, um, it, it's a shame for her and it's a shame that she doesn't sort of find a way to um, not fucking slam doors at age 25 when you go home. Yeah, Christmas. that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird, right? <laughs> All right, Kelsey, do you think, oh, God, do you think I kinda, you're, I, wanna... I mean, do you feel like, I mean, Kelsey, do you feel like you have the advice you need or is already, do you have any more questions for us? But listen, but and Kelsey, please be comforted that, that mm-hmm. I'll, a lot like most of us have somebody in our life like this oh yeah everyone does everyone does Mm -hmm. and yeah and and it is like it is is like olive branch extending and attempting to be the the bigger person by the way that always wins being the bigger person you always win in the end at least you win for yourself exactly and even if you don't like yeah win even if you guys aren't like the best of friends or whatever um the, yeah, be, being being the bigger person is um, is the way to go, and also, um, like, I, well, I think it's important to vent to your friends. Um, yeah, but we and I say this as a person who vents to my friends. Um, if I had any, <laughs> but, but, oh, Anna, I'm so glad we reconnected. I'm here for you. Thanks, Catherine. <laughs> what about me? I said earlier that you're Sim, my only friend. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I would, I would be careful and I'm so fucking guilty of this, but I would be careful of spinning out in your own head, like, like exhausting yourself with spending energy yeah. on this person and it that and it it's for me it's that's like an impossible thing uh so I, as i give my lame fucking advice that i cannot take maybe kelsey you could be the bigger person and take it <laughs> <laughs> no but that is a really good point i will say it's like it's sometimes just spending so much energy thinking about something it's just draining and it, mm-hmm. you know don't not in it's out of sight out of mind right now and don't let it be a problem right now for you you know mm-hmm. yeah but, that's oh. a good yeah but kelsey yeah talk talk to your um talk to your boyfriend's mom and and she could you know if you're open and honest and you know she'll i i, I bet she'll be your ally and at the very least she'll clock like how you know how much you love being a part of this family and how much you want everyone to to get along and then slam (laughs) the door in her fucking face (laughs) (laughs) i love that detail though i know we should do is say bye to both Catherine and kelsey Catherine, Kelsey, you guys. I nice love you. Kelsey. Kel- yeah, I love you guys both. And Kelsey, thank you so much for for um, talking with us. Please keep us updated. And Catherine, I really want to come visit you in London. 
And thank you. Yeah, come to London. <laughs> okay, you guys. Thank you so much, thank Catherine. You so thank you so much, much Kelsey. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. To close out today's episode, we have two classic calls that we pulled together from the Unqualified Vault. First up, we revisit a call with the incredibly talented basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal. On this classic call, Anna and Shaq talk to Pete, who needs advice on how he can help rebuild his wife's self-confidence after years of marriage and raising kids has made her feel a little bit insecure. And before we jump into that, just a reminder, please contact us at unqualified.com contact to share your feedback or suggest a classic call that you want to hear on a future episode. Okay, so here is Shaq and Anna talking to Pete. He's Pete, on. Pete, are you there? Hi, Pete. Hey, it's Sim, and you are on Unqualified, and Anna is here, and guess who else is here? We have Shaquille O'Neal with us right now. Whoa, Shaq Daddy. What's up, Pete? How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Congratulations on your entire career, man. You, you're awesome, man. That's this is such a this is such a privilege. Thank you. We urge you need some uh, relationship so, advice. So, Pete, you've been married to your loving yeah. wife. You've been married to your loving wife for for eight years right now. Twenty together for twenty. So she has a great career, yeah. and she's also the mother to your two young boys. But lately, something has yeah. been on your mind. What's on, what's going on, Pete? Let's see if Shaq and Anna can help you out here. Oh, cool, cool, cool. No, thank you. Um, I mean, just before I get into it, uh, this is such an honor. Uh, honor, Anna. Uh, oh, I'm so- I started listening to your podcast. Thanks. You and your guests would be great for me, and you're, you're just totally free of judgment, and you're so gracious with your time. And, oh. And, and we're both my we're both my my wife and I. We are absolute fans of just just friends. We think you nailed that character. We love you so much. And oh, you make us laugh out loud. Thank you so, so, thank you so much, for much. and thanks for submitting the question. Thanks for being on the show. And and it's, it's so incredible. I have Shaquille O'Neal here who um, yes. and we and we have a like sh- sh- we have a special friendship, Shaquille O'Neal and I, I think. I've been in love with this woman since <laughs> Scary Movie 4 and House Bunny and all, all our work. There you go. <laughs> So, um, so yeah. No, as as I mentioned, it's been um, you know my gorgeous wife. We're college sweethearts. We have a wonderful life. She's my rock, and she's awesome both professionally and personally. Um, but just the normal work and home life, ha- you know, has kind of taken a toll on her. And it's hard for me to say this. You know, she's put on some weight, and and I'm still very attracted to her. I still consistently try to instigate, you know, personal stuff with her and try and have sex and all that stuff, but. She's hesitant, and she's embarrassed by her appearance, and she has, like, issues with me even seeing her naked. We still have it, but we don't do it as much as we I would like to, and she even says she'd love to do it more, but she's just held back by that. And obviously it's a sensitive topic, and I just don't know how to approach it with, like, respect and understanding. <clears throat> and then also I have, like, guilt on my own end for even, like, God, it would be great if she could, you know, be, feel better and for obvious reasons. And so it's like this... It's very, it's like, you know, I get shaky when I talk about it. This is such a, I just don't know how to handle it. It's such a common problem. And, uh, I mean, I mean, I think all, 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 I don't, I don't know if men experience it in the same way, but I know all you do. I've actually, I've actually had this problem and I've, I have a suggestion for you. Earlier, you just Mm -hmm. said that you are still attracted to her. Do you really feel that way? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so if you're really yeah, attracted yeah. to her, you have to let her know that. You have to let her know, baby, yeah. you put on so yeah. pounds, so what? And when I say let her know that, not by big things, little things. Send her flowers to work, show up at work, lip sing a song to her, you know, come, <laughs> you know, little stuff. Uh, uh, show up at her job, give her a kiss, tell her to take the day off, you take a drive. First place y'all made love to her, first place, place y'all met, take her back. You'd have to let her know that it's okay. Because once you let her know mm-hmm. it's okay, then she'll start to say to herself, it is okay. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman, wife, mother, you know, her first priority is come home and take care of you and the baby. She's not thinking about lifetime fitness or 24-hour fitness. She's thinking about you. And I can tell by your voice, you guys are older. You've been there and done that. He's, I tell my girlfriend right, all the Pete? time. 38 years old? Yes. Yeah, I tell yeah. my girlfriend all the time because she's a workout guru. And I ask her, I say, why are you working out? And I say, I don't want to get fat. I say, even if you do get fat, I'm going to still love you. Because yeah. love isn't about how you look. It's about how you treat somebody. Mm-hmm. It's about the good and the bad times you go through. So my advice, sir, is to just tell her how beautiful she is every day. And when she starts talking down on herself, you bring her up. So women like little things, buddy. And just, again, just yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, and just keep telling her, I, you know, just keep telling how beautiful yeah. she is. Trust me, it'll work. Yeah, I know. It's just more making her believe it. That's also what's hard. Well, hard. You know, it's like, I, I know I say it. And well, I, that's your job, Mr. Husband. That's your job. It's a hard job. That's why they say men are from Venus, yeah. women are from Mars. But you can figure it out. I know you can. Pete, do it. Pete, 20 years, and you know what? You know her better than anyone else. Exactly. You can do it, man. You can totally do it. Um, but listen, thank, thank you, you so much and for taking the time uh, with us but tonight. But I, I think, I think, I think your advice, Shaquille, was amazing. Like it, like with in terms of like showing her, you know, giving her flowers and whatnot. But I really also think like if you can like just start like fondling her, and she'll get annoyed. She'll swat at yeah, you she'll or whatever. Like, Stop. But ah, she'll yeah. really yeah, all that stuff. But, Act like you want it, want it. But but if you keep it. at it. She, it's yes. going to infiltrate with her, and she's going to feel like a sexy Pete, person. Pete, is that something you'd be comfortable with doing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, of course. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm like, you know, she's only been the, the, she's the one woman I've only been with in my entire life, and, you know, I, oh, and it's still the same. So, you Pete, know, right now your name is Pete, but, but, but when you get home, you got to turn into Freaky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete? you got to turn into Freaky Pete. But, Put the baby to bed and then go to work. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, you are just know, also know that you're not alone. Like, this is yeah, this happens a lot. common. I mean, I recently cut my hair shorter, and I got to tell you, I am, I just hate it. I don't want. What? Yeah, I know. I know. It oh, was, my God. I know. I know. No, I, oh, stop but, it. But, but, but what I'm saying is that I want, I understand that, like, all of that physical stuff that women we have a we have a whole. I know that you guys have a ton of different pressure in different ways, but women we've got a whole we've got a whole journey of like a lifetime journey of of this beauty pressure that is tough. That we you know that we'd like to think that we're strong enough and confident enough to overcome all of it, but we want to always be sexy to our men, and um, and it's a tough one. But I think that you can give her a gift by truly like kind of shoving your face in between her butt cheeks and just being like ah I love you <laughs> 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 alright Pete. Right, Pete thank you so Pete. much man excuse me freaky Pete yeah. talk to you later it. buddy freaky Pete yeah, let us know how it goes please and thank you for the compliment and thank, thank you yeah, you're, you guys yeah, thank you Sam and thank, thank you, you. And, thank and you thank you for all the guests that you bring on the show oh man Pete will you please keep in touch okay I want to talk to we'll you more do, we'll do thank you so thanks much thanks a lot okay. on the second call from Lisa Kudrow's episode Lisa Anna and myself chat with Stephen who is frustrated that his fiance doesn't understand why he regularly flies home to see his family several times a year and needs advice on how to get her on board with his frequent family visits Hello, Stephen. Hi. Hello, friends. Hello. You, you You're not going to even believe yeah. the friends you have. <laughs> Wait until you find <laughs> out which friends you have with us tonight. Um, we have Anna here, Anna Ferris, of course. Hello? Jessica Cabot, who is the uh, creator and writer of the Refinery 29 series called Shitty Boyfriends, is also here. And, as is Lisa Kudrow. She's also here with us tonight. Hi. 
Wow. Hello, everyone. And Lisa <laughs> Hello. And Anna. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello. Uh, Thank you for submitting a question. And I can already tell you're a kindred spirit. <laughs> so, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, your fiance doesn't understand why you feel the need to keep flying back home to see your family. Tell us a little more, and hopefully we can help you. Sure. Um, pretty much that in a nutshell. We moved down here to Atlanta from uh, Connecticut about three years ago and for her job, and it's been great. I absolutely love it down here, the weather, the people. It's, uh, it's a good time, but I try to get home to see my family as much as possible because I have a brother that just had a baby. Um, she's eight months old. I just FaceTimed her tonight. She's just Aww. about ready to walk and have all these other cousins that have little kids. And I, I just love being the fun uncle, the funkle, as I call myself. And it's fun getting home to see them as much as possible. But a lot of times whenever the discussion comes up of booking flights again, every three to four months is usually what I try to do. She uh, kind of hesitates because of money or is wondering why I'm such a, a mama's boy having to go home and see my mom all the time. And she loves my family. She loves seeing them. She loves hanging out with them when we go home. But she doesn't understand why I want to go home as often as, as most people down here who have moved that maybe go home maybe just twice a year or once a year. Um, I kind of want to do every four, four, four months-ish. So. I, I got to tell you, I think you sound amazing. Sounds I know. Reasonable. You sound fantastic. Yeah. What's the other part of the story? Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> that so, you're not telling us. But so... Okay. All right. So she gets upset and you say it's about three to four months. You go home. Maybe even three, every three months. I went home in Christmas and I was going to go home again in May um, for my bachelor weekend because we're getting married in August. And I'm kind of planned a last minute flight here in a couple of weeks in March, kind of impromptu and dropped about 300 bucks on a flight. And we're trying to save for a, for a honeymoon and for a wedding. And you really have to go home again right. three months if you just went home and saw them. Like, can't you stretch it out a little more to May? And I'm like, no, I want to, I want to see everybody. And she's like, okay, all right, fine. So does she normally? There's always a. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Stephen. Go on. What? Well, does she know? She, so she normally doesn't go with you on these trips. She will go with me most of the time. There'll be maybe one or two trips out of the four or five that we take in a year where I'll go by myself, just because. She has work, and she her family's much smaller than mine, and they, they don't hang out as much as my family does. So she's okay with going five or six months, not going home. And so, like, this trip coming up in March will be just me, and uh, which is fine because it's only one flight instead of two. But uh, if the two of us go and, you know, she comes with us, it's, it costs, obviously, double the money. So right. I think it's, mo mm -hmm. it's mostly financial, I think, but also – the constant connection I have with my mom and dad and my, you know, I call my mom mm -hmm. probably three, four times a week and mm -hmm. she can go, she can go weeks without talking to her mom. But when they do talk, it's, everything is normal, just like my, me and my mom. So it's, it's not that they don't like each other or anything. It's just the connection isn't as close. Well, okay. I've got lots and lots and lots of thoughts here. Sim and I both come from really close families and it has been threatening to some of our romantic partners in the past. And the sad truth is, is that the families have always won mm -hmm. because that's, that's just sort of the sad yeah. truth of, I mean, not sad. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful because, but when your partner in life asks you to make that kind of choice, that's not fair. It's not fundamentally fair. Now, having said that, you don't necessarily have to say that to your fiance, <laughs> but you could say... Here's my pitch. What you could say is, baby, I love my family so much. I love you so much. Right now, before we get married, before we have babies, um, I, I want to I see them a little bit. And I miss them, and I love you so much, and I can't wait to start a family with you or whatever. I don't know if that's your journey, but I'm just pitching, I'm just pitching ideas here. Um, no, no, it's pretty accurate, pretty accurate. But, uh, but until then, until, because once, you know, we start having kids, our lives will be completely different. But right now I, 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 I really feel a strong need to be a part of, you know, my, my, uh, niece and nephews are 
cousins' lives, and that's really, really important to me. And I hope that one of the reasons you're attracted to me is because I love being around kids, and I love being a part of their lives. And you know, I'm I'm gonna do my best to be a great dad and a great husband. And um, and I hope you understand that this is this is really important to me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, since you, since you can relate, since you guys can relate to me in that sense, now, so flash forward five to seven years, will I be doing the same thing in five to seven years, or will I have settled in more down here a decade later and... Will the flights and going home kind of reduce itself it will, over time? Say it'll reduce itself, but here's what will happen: especially if you guys have kids, they'll come down more to see you, especially like your parents, and that will be also a different kind of journey for your wife because, especially for women, the relationships with their husband's parents are really tricky because um, there's sort of an unconscious sort of power struggle. Um, with, with that whole thing. And, and, um, so it'll, it'll shift, but I do think, I I do think that it is not, it's, it's, it's tricky territory that she's entering into. And maybe you can say, you know, it's all about timing. You can say, honey, listen, I'm, I know that money is a concern. We've got a lot of expenses coming up and everything, but I don't know if money is the full issue here. And I want I just want to lay everything out on the table. And I just want to tell you that I I want I want the world. I want you. I want kids. I want right. my family. I want I want it all and um and I want to be able to see them for t- four to five times a year, maybe more. Lisa, am I a mama's boy? <laughs> I know I've been talking too much. No, no, you've been saying good things. You know, I mean, I don't have anywhere near the same issues because my husband, my in-laws live in another country. My parents live two miles away. My whole family does, and so I don't. We don't. I don't. We don't have to ever had to You're spend not, money on going. But you um, sound wonderful. You're not a mama's boy. No, my husband calls his mother every day. To say okay, hello. Yeah. So then we're on the same page. So you experience the same thing she's experiencing here then, because I do that. I talked to her today. I helped her book a flight down here today, ironically. So Yeah. No, I mean, I think it should be a wonderful thing that you're close with your family because it's a, you know, that's a good sign Sim usually. But just got weaned from his mother's breast, what, not what, three <laughs> years ago? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. But, is, but how long have you and your fiancé been together? Uh. Six and a half, seven years, and we're getting married in August. Oh, so she knows you're, she's from Connecticut, too? Yeah, we moved here for her job. Um, we were dating and through college and then after college, um, working a bit, and then we moved here about three years ago for her job, and I proposed last August, getting married this coming August. So when you go see your family, she could see her family, too, because they're there also? Yes, and that's what we usually do. We'll We'll split. If we're there for four days, we'll do usually two and a half days with my family, a day and a half with her family. Right. Um, but then I have a lot of friends I'm still connected with. She made a lot of new friends down here, and I'm connected more with a lot of my friends back home. Oh, why so is that? So when I go by my uh, – I don't know. I think it's because she, she kind of got into new things when she finished college, and when she came down here, she just connected with a lot of the new people here where 
with sports and with a lot of my buddies from back back home. We stayed connected through sports, you know, um, fantasy football leagues and things like that. So when I go home without her, I'll try to visit them the one time a year that she doesn't come with me. I'll go and see them. Like I'm meeting with a bunch of people this time because she's not with me. I'll, I'll, I'll catch, go to the bar with them one day or then go to, you know, something else another day with these other guys because I don't see them the other times we come home because yeah. we split it with family well, basically the whole trip. Well, here, so Chris and I, um, we grew up in the same area. We didn't know each other, but we both moved to L.A. roughly around the same time, but we didn't meet till 2007. And when I first met him, he was going home all the time. And I had severed besides my closeness with my family, a lot of ties there. I didn't have any friends, but he was constantly, like, like every, maybe even more than, I felt like every three weeks, he was going back and visiting all his old buddies. He didn't have that many friends here in L.A. He was very much tied to Seattle and that area. And, um, and because I didn't have that many friends, I, I just didn't feel the same thing, and it felt like, what, what do you, you know, why, why do you, you know, I, 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 but I, we were too, I would, we were too sort of early on in our dating to, for me to, um, I, I was sort of good about like not, uh, revealing my insecurities. At least I thought I was, I don't know, <laughs> well, that's, but well, that's, why are you going away? Why are you here with me? <laughs> but, but he's, it's different now and we, you know, we have a kid and, you know, it's it's. So I do think when you ask your question about five, ten years from now, it's it will totally change. Yeah, that's a good point. But I'm also wondering, are you making friends in Atlanta? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of well, a lot of our friends are are mutual friends because she works with a lot of females at her job. She works for uh, Carter's. They make the baby clothes. I'm sure, Anna, you've oh, I love Carter's. A lot of those. Carter's. <laughs> yeah, so Carter's. Yeah, <laughs> our new sponsor. Andres <laughs> McLaughlin. What's that brand again? Carter's baby Carter. from Atlanta. What a perfect fit. <laughs> if you have any shoes or socks or hats, any of the accessories, that's what her job is: is to kind of buy those and put them out into the store. So, um, she has a lot of friends that she works with there and their husbands and boyfriends or fiancés I've met through her friends and coworkers. And thankfully a lot of, of them, almost all of them have been really fun. So, you know, it could have been awkward where you meet, you know, your, your fiance's coworkers husband and he's a total douche, but he ends up being really nice. So that's helpful. Well, listen, it sounds to me like you guys, you, you sound incredibly level-headed I don't want you to feel like you have to give up your home. I think when the timing is right, kind of explain to her, listen, things are going to change. But right now, I, I want I want to be close to this while I can because I know that we're going to have a family and, and things are going to be different in the future. So give me a pass on this. I will also say one final thought, though, too, um, is that planning a wedding – that time is so stressful and oh, it brings up all kinds of shit. It, it's like shit that you didn't even know, like what was going on and brings out weirdness and, and everybody involved. So don't just don't forget about that, that it just happens to be that the period between engagement and wedding is a really rough one that nobody that that's it's easy to dismiss. Right. So, well, Anna, you know what? One of the the one thing that we haven't done yet, we've got everything done: flowers, food, venue. The one thing we haven't signed yet. No is way. No way. Is what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm oh, so sorry. sorry, Mike, our technical producer, just had to <laughs> lower the volume because I freaked out so much. <laughs> um, well, so I've been telling everyone, Lisa, that um, so I'm a I'm a. You're Minister. ordained? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I just yeah. knew that was... What, as soon as he I said, the one so thing funny. we haven't done, I knew that was happening. Smell it a mile um, away. Uh, yeah. In, you know, in the Atlanta is the new Los has. Angeles, so if you're down here for we, filming or anything, all right. August 20th. Okay. All right. All right. Well, listen, you know how unqualified I am. 
Um, (laughs) But you do know that I love attention. So if there's any way I can make your wedding all about me, I would just love to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. I'm I'm getting beat red right now. You should see my face. She's really excited, Stephen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, listen, Kim, will you please be in touch? Um, And uh, and listen, don't don't, um, you know, don't give up. you can you can have it all. You can have your wonderful family and a wonderful fiance and wife and kids. Thank you. And I love the podcast. Uh, I've only been listening for a week. I came over when Adam Carolla was there. I'm a Carolla fan, and I listened to one the one episode, and I said this is really good. And oh, good. Downloaded another one, and I started. I subscribed, and I've listened to all of them in a week. Oh, and wow. now I'm on the show. So oh my god! Thank you so much, Stephen. And you asked me to officiate your wedding without your fiance's permission. <laughs> I already mentioned that I was going to ask this question, and she's like, hell yeah, Anna can officiate. No way! Oh my god, I love her. Oh, I'm totally on her side. Do not see your family ever again. It's too expensive. <laughs> exactly. There is no issue. He made up the whole, oh, I, I love my family too much. And um, it's like maybe the money. Maybe. <laughs> Alright, well listen, uh, you got me all giddy. Um, let's please be in touch. Steven, thank you so Steven, much. Steven, thanks a lot. And congratulations on Thank everything. you, guys. Love you. Love Appreciate you, too. It. Bye. Bye. Wow. <laughs> I can't... This, I was like, this is genuine excitement. I felt like he proposed to me. <laughs> he did. He proposed that you marry him and his fiance. Uh, Can you I, imagine? I'd be the I worst. don't think they really have a problem. If I ever get married, will you also uh, do mine? Are you kidding? Yeah, please. Well, well, let's see how she does with Stephen. Okay, sure. Yeah. So the reason I got <laughs> ordained was because I was just hoping that someone would ask. Like, really? Yeah. Like that Maybe be- if I actually like signed up, like somebody might ask. Because, you know, normally the... The normal path is like, hey, would you marry us? Would you mind getting ordained or whatever? But I was proactive. Um, <laughs> you got ordained before anyone asked you. This was 2007. Oh, you've been and waiting a long time. Exactly. Wow, until tonight, and I, now I got two. Yeah. Two invites. That's amazing. Lisa? I'm already do, married. Do, what, what about like a renewal ceremony? A renewal ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> we barely do Valentine's you Day or our anniversary. But sure. But you saw the magic tonight. I did. <laughs> you're very nice. Yeah. Like, no, you're so sweet with everyone who calls and patient. And oh, nice just wait. I go upstairs and I start stabbing the wall. <laughs> <laughs>